You happy? I, I, I'm excited to share my heart this morning. I, you know, uh, yesterday we had street ministry and it was so powerful. We, we passed out 22 bags full of groceries that you all have been bringing into the Rise Birmingham Food Pantry. And I just, I'm going to take a second to thank you so much for sowing into the kingdom. And I just encourage you, man, keep bringing it, man. The food pantry is open Sunday through Thursday, 9 to 1, for you to bring in canned goods, groceries. We have a freezer to put in meat. Thank you for doing that. Yesterday, man, we went, uh, there, we went to the bus stop at Walmart, and we passed out groceries to people that needed them. We, said, we pulled up and, and got out, and we said, y'all, does anybody need groceries? And hands just went up everywhere. <laughs> yes. And we, we got to passing them out. And y'all, this is what I felt, man. Every grocery bag that we passed out, I just felt the love and the value and the care of God being released. It was so powerful. We got to pray for him. Hey, listen, man. We're out praying for people too. Can we pray for you? Alexandria and I prayed for a guy, man. That we gave him a bag of groceries. He was just in need. And we began to pray over him. And we got through praying. And he said, man, I feel something different happening inside of my chest. He's, I, I, you could, he could feel the tangible presence. I said, man, that's Jesus. He is in hot pursuit of you, man. He loves you so much. We did this yesterday. We went to a mobile home community and knocked on doors and passed out food and prayed for people. Man, we had somebody on the, uh, the Rye Street team come yesterday morning. She went to the Chevron gas station and just put uh, money on eight different gas cards. We passed out gas cards yesterday to just love on people and bless people. Isn't that amazing? Y'all, man, this is, this is awesome, man. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're supposed to tell people man, that, that Jesus is real and Jesus is close and he loves you and he's ready to meet you where you are. So many people don't realize it and so many people don't know it unless we let them know. And, and, and y'all, the, the, the next outreach is July the 9th. Saturday, July the 9th. And this is the first weekend of the World Games. Has anybody heard of the World Games? Do you understand that the World Games is being hosted right here in Birmingham, Alabama? That's so cool. Like, like, like there, there's over 30, I think, different events. I mean, the top athletes in the world, over 100 different countries are being represented right here. So when we say that you don't have to go far to change the world, you really don't in July. The world is coming to us. And y'all, we're going to go out and represent Jesus, y'all. So I just, man, I invite you to come and be a part of this July the 9th, that Saturday. Man, I don't know where we're going to go yet. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to go and do something. We're going to go represent Jesus. We're going to go release the kingdom of God, man. This is, y'all, this is what I know, man. I know that for God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus. I, I've, I've just been thinking about that so much over the past week or so. Just thinking about these world games. Like God loves the world. Yes, it starts in the city, but he's not interested in just keeping it in the city. He sent his son Jesus to save the whole world. And I've just been thinking the world's coming to Birmingham. Listen, I want you to come July 9th. If you just want to pray and intercede for the world right here in Birmingham. If you just want to come and go, we're just going to go love on people towards the heart of the Father. We're going to go share the gospel. This is what I know, y'all. It is, is that the Bible describes us not just as believers, 
not just as sons and daughters. The Bible describes us as ambassadors of God. We are ambassadors of God. Like we carry something that's different from the rest of the world. We, we, we carry light. Did you know that there is no darkness that's immune to the light that we carry? We carry this light, man. And you know what? That the darkness is actually longing and looking for the light. Darkness is thirsty for the light that we carry. We carry a love that's unlike any other. We carry the love of Jesus Christ. This love that is real. This love that everybody's been longing for and looking for. We carry the presence of God. We carry the spirit and power. Everywhere we go, he goes. We are one with him. Amen. This, this is what I know, man, is that the original call in our life, the original call has never and will never change. And the original call on our life is to go and preach the good news to all creation. And I, I've discovered that it's more than just a call. I've discovered that the Great Commission is also this an awakening of who we really are. It's this an awakening of a lifestyle of representing Jesus everywhere we go. This is us, man. And when we give into this lifestyle, when we give into this calling, when Jesus becomes our purpose for being alive, it will not only impact and affect the world around you, it will impact and affect your life. It will change your life, y'all. You were not born for you. You were born for King Jesus. I'm telling you, man, when we fully give in this surrendered life, not just this, the being still and knowing that he is God, but also going and declaring that he is God, when we fully surrender to that kind of lifestyle, you will come alive. I promise. Are you happy? Oh! Okay. That's not super the message, but that, that's, that's some of it. At least, at least it's a portion of it now. I, I feel like I am, I'm excited. I feel like that we are in a season. Uh, Jeremy declared it a couple weeks ago. He says this summer is going to be a summer of celebration. Do y'all remember that? I don't know about you, but I can feel this celebration unto Jesus. Even as I was imploring you and empowering you to go share the good news. That, that's something to celebrate, who we are and what we carry. And like, I just, I feel like, man, that, like this celebration unto Jesus, it does something, y'all. Jeremy said this two weeks ago, and it was so powerful, and I have not been able to stop thinking about it. He said, it's time that celebration becomes a holy discipline in our life. That's what he said. It's time that celebration becomes a holy discipline. I've been thinking about that. Like, what if... It's just as important as it is for us to pray to Jesus. What if it was just as important for us to celebrate Jesus? Because see, I believe celebration does something. I'm going to show you this morning what celebration does. And, and, and I, I've just been thinking about this. Like, what if we really believed that dignity was not a fruit of the Spirit? And that's not just something we said. Oh, that's just a great word. Dignity is not a fruit of the Spirit. No, what if we really believed it? What if we really became undignified unto Jesus every day of our life? Like, what if we weren't so serious as Christians? Have you ever thought about that before? Like, what if we weren't, like, what if what we were serious about was our relationship with Jesus? We were serious about our relationship with Him, but we didn't live so seriously. (laughs) 
Like, like what if, man, what we were serious about was our surrender unto Jesus every day of our life. Because we believe that he wants to take our surrendered life and mold it and shape it and design it to be the all God intended for it to be. What if what we were serious about, what if we were seriously in love with Jesus? And the overflow of seriously being in love with Jesus is living an undignified life. And the more undignified we become, the more we grow in the things of the Spirit. Well, I mean, what if it happened that way, man? Eddie Thomas, a few weeks ago, leading worship, he said, what if our celebration matched his goodness? Like us believing just how good God is. Like we believe that he's so good and our celebration began to match that. I believe that you and I as believers would become strong Christians because the joy of the Lord is actually what gives us strength. And then Melanie last week, man, she shared this powerful word. And towards the end of her message, she said this. She said, our celebration is not contingent upon what's happening around us or what's happening to us. Our celebration has everything to do with who Jesus is and the fact that he is worthy to be praised. Amen. We celebrate Jesus for who he is, for what he's done, and we go ahead and celebrate because we anticipate what he's going to do in our lives. And then Melanie said this after that. She goes, listen, don't ever let anyone make you feel bad for your celebration, for your praise, for your shout, because they don't know what you've been through or what you're going through to get to a place where you decide, no matter what's happening around me or my circumstance, he is worthy to be praised. I will shout, I will sing, I will dance. And y'all, something happens when we begin to celebrate in the midst of our circumstance, our situation, our pain, our turmoil. Because see, to everyone else, it looks like praise, but to God, what he sees is faith. Are you with me? Are you with me? When you and I are celebrating Jesus, when we're worshiping because he is worthy, because we believe that he is who he says he is, to everyone else, they go, man, they're celebrating, they're worshiping, but to God, they go, there's my sons, my daughters, man, that are full of faith right now in the midst of what they have going on, and something happens when we celebrate from that position. Something happens. We begin to lay hold we begin to take hold of the power of God that is available to us, that is easily accessible. I, I want to take a few minutes this morning and talk about a life of faith. Because, see, I, I believe with all my heart that, yes, we're going to celebrate God for who he is. We're going to celebrate God for all that he's done. We get to live so thankful. But I believe that we're also going to celebrate God for all that he's doing in our midst. I believe that, that we're going to celebrate the fact that he is on the move, y'all. I believe in the days, the weeks, the months, the years to come, we're about to celebrate some kind of testimonies. I believe with all my heart, I feel it in my spirit, y'all, that we're about to celebrate the testimony of God moving all over the earth in this church, in our city, in our nation, and in our world. I came to bring you real good news this morning. I came to encourage you and refresh your reminder of this. God is moving all over the earth in a powerful way. All over the earth in such a powerful way, y'all. You might not always be able to see it. You might not always be able to tell it, but we get to know it. Because see, here's why. We're not focused on what's not happening. We're focused on what is happening. We're not focused on what God's not doing. We're focused on what he is doing. We're not focused on what the world's saying. We're focused on what he's saying, what he is doing, and what he wants to do 
through me and you. Are you with me? People go, well, Wes, you know, I just I don't really see God moving right now. There's a lot happening. You're paying attention to the wrong thing. We got to shift our focus and lock eyes with Jesus Christ on what he's saying and on what he's doing and what he wants to do through us. I'm serious, y'all. If you'll pay attention to what Jesus is saying and doing, you'll realize, man, that more is happening than you realize. And even more than that, you'll realize, man, that every day you wake up, Jesus wants to flow through you everywhere you go. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to see the kingdom of God unfolded on this planet on a daily basis. And that becomes louder than anything else. We get to be aware of what's happening around us, but we are more aware of who Jesus is, what he's saying and doing in our life. Are you happy? I, I, I believe with all my heart God is moving, y'all. I'm seeing it. I'm paying attention to it. And I'm becoming a vessel that he moves through on a daily basis. And it is the most fun ever. And here's what hit me in just a real fresh way this week. He's working and he's moving because he wants to. You ever thought about that? He does. He does. He really, like, this, 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 this is his heart, man. He wants to move. I was just reminded in a fresh way this week that God is a God of action. Like he's actually in the life-changing business, man. There's a, there's a reason he sent his son Jesus, y'all. Listen, sin separated God and man, but nothing can separate us from his love. He loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that God could get his hands on us in an intimate way. He's a personal, close father. He's in the life-changing business, and he didn't stop at that. After he sent his son Jesus, he sent the Spirit. We don't always think about this, but you know God had to give up his Spirit too. We talk a lot about God giving up his son Jesus, and Jesus, God had to watch his son Jesus be crucified on our behalf because he's an intimate, loving father. He's not distant. He's close. He's not far. He's personal. He's on the move. He wants to meet you and I where we are. He's easily accessible. That's what hit me this week. And so many people don't realize it. Jesus ascends to be back with the Father. Then God goes, okay, Holy Spirit, now it's your turn. Now I'm sending you to dwell among, to live in, to rest on. And with the Spirit comes power so that God can be close. So that we can know that healing power is right in front of us. All we have to do is ask. Ask, and guess what? You shall receive. Seek and you'll find knocking the door will be flung open to you. Why? Because God is so easily accessible. Melanie, at the very end last week, she goes, hey, if anybody needs healing your body, man, just go ahead and start checking your body out because healing is easy for Jesus. You know why it's so easy for Jesus? Because he's in the room. He's here and he's already paid for it. He wants us to have it even more than we want it. And, and healing is easy because it's not just something that he does. It's who he is. When Jesus is in the room, healer is in the room. Oh, my gosh. Just start checking out your body. Woo! Healer is in the room. I just, I'm just reminded of how close God is, how easily accessible people, they don't realize it. We, I prayed with so many people yesterday, man, standing at the bus stop of Walmart, and they just they begin to tangibly experience the presence of God. They didn't realize how close he was, how easily accessible he was. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. I've memorized this scripture frontwards and backwards for the past four or five years, but I read it this week and it hit me differently. That ever happened to you? You got like this scripture you've known your whole life and you read it that one time and the Holy Spirit just flips your world upside down. <laughs> Listen, Jesus says this. 
he tells his disciples, he says, as you go, preach this message. So first of all, we have to realize that Jesus says, as you go. It's real simple. Don't overcomplicate it. We're supposed to go. We're not just supposed to sit. We're also supposed to go. There's a time to sit and be still and know that he's God, but there's also time to go and declare that he is God to the world around us. It's not and or, it's both. We can't just come to church. We also get to be the church. This is who we are. This is full surrender unto Jesus Christ with our life. If you and I are only ever sitting and we're not going, you will see very little of the power of God flow through your life. I'm serious. It's true. Well, you know, I've never really seen the dead raised. I've heard about it. You won't see the dead raised until you're willing to pray for someone that's dead. It's just, we've overcomplicated. It's as simple as that. And when we pray, it's easy for God because he's easily accessible. This is the faith that we get to have. A young adult came up to me two weeks ago and said, Wes, my aunt has died from cancer and I want to see her raised from the dead. You know what my response was? Come on, let's just go for it. I know it's real quiet because it's like we don't pray for dead people many much. But we ought to because this, that's what scripture says. And so I just knelt down with her and we just began to declare life over her, her, her aunt's body. It just began to speak life. And I don't know what the result, obviously I haven't heard anything. I guess she wasn't raised from the dead, but uh, my, my faith is not in the miracle. My faith is in the one who raises the dead. So we just got to keep going. Well, I haven't seen too many people get healed yet. And, you know, I've seen this couple people at church. The only way you're going get, to get to see the sick people get well is if you start praying for sick people every day of your life. So Jesus is telling his disciples, as you go, which means we're not just supposed to sit, we're also supposed to go. And when we go, we'll see the power of God flow through us because he's here. And then it says this, Jesus says, preach this message. The kingdom of God has come close. Man, I read that, y'all, this week, and I hit my knees back there in the food pantry. Just, just that cry, the kingdom of God. Can you imagine that? As you go preach this message, the kingdom of God has come close, which just simply means, man, God's here. His love, His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, His freedom, His healing power through the Spirit is available. Can you imagine us going up to people as we go? We're supposed to go and just, hey, by the way, did you know the kingdom of God has come close? And they go, man, what are you talking about? And there's your opportunity to share the gospel. You see how that works? Hey, just so you know, man, the kingdom of God has come close. Dude, what are you talking about? I thought you'd never ask. God loves you. He loves you so much and he's closer than you think he is, man. And he's so eager to forgive you from your sins, mistakes, guilt, shame. He's ready to meet you where you are, man. He's ready to set you free. His healing power is available right in front of you. Is there anything going on in your life that you need? A touch from God. Let's pray. Boom. Can you imagine that? Caroline and I were backing out of our driveway, not this past, man. Oh, my. Oh, man. I have 15 minutes. Oh. <laughs> It's going to be one of those mornings, y'all. We just might get through some testimonies. Is that okay? Oh, I'm so stirred. I, we, Caroline and I are backing out of the driveway. Of, and Caroline's parents have come to visit us. This is not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And we're going to go out to dinner. we got me and Caroline and the boys. And, and, and Caroline's parents are in the back. And I get about 30, 40 yards uh, past my house, and I see this kid, this 13-year-old kid, walking up the street dribbling a basketball. I've never seen him before, and I, we know most all of our neighbors. So I roll down my window, and I say, hey, man, what you doing? He goes, oh, man, I'm just working on my ball handling. He goes, he goes, basketball is my favorite sport. I said, mine too, bro. I said, I love basketball. And we, we talked for a second. He goes, man, is your name Wes? 
I said, yeah. He goes, did you play D2 college basketball? I said, yeah. How did you know that? And he said, well, we're new in, in the neighborhood. We just moved in. And our next door neighbors came over and found out that I like basketball and said, there's a guy up there named Wes. He's got the only basketball goal on the street. And he's always out there shooting with his sons. You should go introduce yourself to him. He's actually played college ball before. You might get to know him and y'all hang out. I said, oh, man, that's so cool. I said, that's, that's so true. And he goes, I was actually driven up to see if you were home to play. And I said, man, I'd love to play with you. I said, we're going out to dinner. We got family in town. I said, but you see, that's my house right there. And that's my goal. You go shoot at that basketball goal anytime that you want to. We don't even have to be home. He goes, are you serious? I said, sure, man, we're going to dinner. You have at it as long as you want. And he looked at me. He goes, man, that's so kind. I said, let me tell you something else before I leave. I said, more than I love basketball, I'm in love with Jesus Christ. And Jesus loves you and God has a plan for your life. And he came up and he gave me knuckles. He goes, dude, I needed to hear that. I said, yeah, bro, you come anytime. We'll shoot ball and talk about Jesus. He goes and shoots ball. We go to dinner. Two days later, it's Sunday afternoon. He comes back. He's ready to hoop. And, and I said, man, our family was actually going for a walk. I said, we're going to go walk around the block, and then you and I are going to go one-on-one. He goes, I'm ready. <laughs> we get right from behind the block, uh, going the, uh, around the block, and then we go b- get back, and we start playing one-on-one, and Jethro and Blaze pull up lawn chairs to watch us <laughs> and keep score. And, we just, and then while I'm stopping, I'm showing He's a point guard. And he's pretty good. I'm stopping. I'm showing him things. We get through playing. I'm standing there in front of him. I said, I really meant what I said the other day. I said, listen, Jesus really loves you. And God has a plan for your life. And he goes, oh, I know you meant it. He goes, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that the moment you said it to me. He said, I went down to your court and I could not shoot without thinking about how much Jesus loves me. He said, I went to bed that night and I fell asleep thinking about Jesus. And he said, no one has ever told me that in my life outside of this little Presbyterian church that I go to every once in a while. And he goes, when you said it to me, he said, it felt different. It felt like God cared about me for the first time in my life. And all I said was, Jesus, that's all I said. Because I meant it. Because I loved him. And I loved him because Jesus first loved me. And I wanted him to have what I had. And I said, man, he really does love you. And he began to open up. He said, Wes, I feel lonely. He goes, I got cut from my JV basketball team. I didn't make the team and I don't feel motivated. And I feel, I feel I have this self-worth issue. And I said, bro, let me tell you something. You're never alone because Jesus is always with you. And I said, everywhere you go, including the basketball court, he steps out on that court with you. And he wants to be your biggest fan in your life. He wants to cheer you on, bro. I said, you ever prayed before? He said, never. I don't even know how to. I said, it's just like you and I are talking, man. You can talk to Jesus. And he goes, man, I want to give Jesus a shot. Because I ain't never experienced anything like this before in my life. And I just poured for about 30 minutes. I just began to pour into him just the love of Jesus. And he was just receiving it. It was so powerful. And I share this story for this reason, man. There are so many people that don't realize that the kingdom of God has come close. He's easily accessible. He's not far-fetched. This kid was waiting on somebody to roll down the window and just simply say, Jesus loves you and mean it. He was waiting on somebody to roll down the window and say, the kingdom of God has come close, man.
Well, what are you talking about? And I'm sharing the gospel, man. People are longing and looking for Jesus. We have him. And you see, the next part of that, that scripture preach this way the kingdom of God has come close period heal the sick raise the dead cleanse those with lepers cast out devils freely you receive freely give away why did Jesus add that to preaching the kingdom of God period heal the sick raise the dead because the kingdom of God is not just meant to be preached or talked about it's intended to be demonstrated the kingdom of God come close. It's not just a great word. It's a demonstration. A demonstration of a father that has come close. Of a spirit that has run rampant all over this earth. That we have available access to. That goes with us everywhere we go. And I'm convinced, y'all, that there is so much more to be tasted, to be seen, to be experienced in the kingdom of God. But it requires a life of faith. I'm not taken away from the sovereignty of God. There's sometimes when God shows up and shows out when you least expect it. There's sometimes when God and his, his presence and his power meets you where you are and you ain't even thinking about him and your life has changed forever. I'm not taken away from that for a second. But there are some things in the kingdom of God that we will never experience unless we live a life of faith. And scripture is really clear about it. And when we begin to live a life of faith... I'm telling you, it's the currency of the kingdom of God. God invites us into something so special, sons and daughters of God. So special. And I'm, I haven't arrived. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I want to see more. Amen. I didn't see enough yesterday. Not because I'm not grateful for what I did see. I just didn't. I didn't see enough. I want to see more salvations. I want to see more bodies line up with the kingdom. I want to see more hearts set free. I feel like the Holy Spirit saying the more you want to see has everything to do with the more that you're willing to step out and walk by faith and not by sight because you believe that the kingdom has come close. It's not far. It's close. It's easily accessible. Are you with me, church? Are you happy? Are you sitting on the edge of your seat excited? Because the kingdom is here. It's near and dear. God has invited us to believe without having to see. The world says in order to believe it, you need to see it. And the kingdom says if you'll believe it without having to see it, you'll begin to see it more than you ever have. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 7, walk by faith and not by sight. Even though it hasn't taken place yet in the physical. I don't see it happening in the physical. I already see it happening in the spiritual. These, these spiritual eyes. Therefore, I will go. Even though it hasn't manifested yet, I'm going to live as though it already has. This is what he's invited us into. It's the currency of the kingdom. And when we begin to live from this position, I, I promise we'll begin to see more. There's a scripture. I'll end with this. Man. Five minutes. I'm going to end with this scripture right here. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16, I I think when you read this scripture on the surface, it can almost sound and seem a little bit scary because you're like, whoa, what does that mean? But I'm going to do my best to explain it just over the next couple minutes because Melanie has empowered me to be a teacher of the word of God. 
And so I'm serious, man. Every time I, I get in teaching mode, I just feel so covered by mail. <laughs> just like, whoa. whoa. Like, I'm serious. Because I know if I don't teach it quite right, we, you could just go, go to her after the service and she'll clean it up, you know. I feel covered. In Hebrews eleven sixteen, it says this. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. When, when you come to him, you must believe that he exists. And he rewards those that earnestly seek him. And I think if you read that scripture on the surface, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I just want to tell you what that doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that it's what we do that pleases God and makes him proud of us. Okay? Let me just clear that up real quick. It's that the more salvations we see, the more miracles we see, the more faith that we have, that's what's going to make God proud of us and pleased with us. It's not what the scripture said. You and I know really well that it's not what we do that pleases God. It's ultimately what Jesus already did that pleases him. And what he did makes you and I who we are. Okay, Jesus came to this earth. He lived your perfect life for you. He went to the cross and died in your place. And as he was dying, he shed his blood to win the victory over every sin of your past, present, and if you make a sin in the future. So when you believe in him with your heart, you invite him into your life, you get washed, you get cleansed, you receive perfection and stand before the Father. It's pure, holy, blameless, righteous in his sight. Somebody in here needs to get free this morning. You've been dwelling on your sins and mistakes too long. There is grace. It's easily accessible. Ask and you shall receive. Come on, man. Get set free this morning. Wow. And so therefore we know it's not what we do. It's what Jesus did. But what he did makes us who we are. But once we know who we are, it awakens us to this invitation of a life of faith. And the result of a life of faith lays hold of the power that is easily accessible. And we begin to see the kingdom of God manifested in our life. Are you happy? Are you ready? So here's what that scripture is really saying. He rewards those that earnestly seek him. The scripture is saying this, that God, it brings him so much pleasure to watch you and I as his sons and daughters experience the reward of a life lived by faith. Do you get it? I'm going to say it one more time. It brings God so much pleasure. It pleases him. To watch us as his children experience the reward. You know what the reward is? The reward is the kingdom manifested. The reward is healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, cleansing those left. The reward is the kingdom. And it brings him so much pleasure to watch us experience it. Because you and I have chosen to walk by faith and not by sight. Are you with me? Isn't that that good? Doesn't that relieve you of pressure of what you do? But doesn't that invite you to be who you really are? To walk by faith and not by sight. To believe without having to see. To step out. Listen, y'all, let me tell you this. The ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to step out. On a daily basis. I'll say this and I'll close. It's, it's just as important as it is to have faith. It's as equally important as the way we put our faith. Our faith must be in Him. Not in what we're believing Him for. Not in miracles, not in signs, not in wonders. Our faith is in Him. So that no matter what what has happened or what doesn't happen, man, we know that nothing changes who He is. So we remain faithful. We continue to step out until. Y'all, this is so powerful, man. We've been invited to be a part of something so powerful and so special. 
It's a life of faith. It's the currency of the kingdom. And the result, the reward is the kingdom of God at hand. There's so much more for us to taste, see, and experience. Y'all, it's go time. It's time to live this thing out. It's not time to just know it. It's time to walk it out and give it a try. Because when everywhere you walk, he walks. Everywhere you go, he goes. When you lay your hands on the sick, he lays his hands on the sick. Ultimately, because it's not about you anyway. It's about Christ in you, the Spirit through you, and the love for the people around you. I implore you, I encourage you, and I empower you this week. Turn over a new leaf and begin to step out in faith at your jobs, at your, your hangouts, whatever it is that you have going on in life. Man, just go and do it. Let the Spirit flow through you. Let's all stand up. You're like, Wes, man, I... I you preach about this a lot. And I'm like, man, I, I, I haven't arrived either. I'm preaching to my own heart this morning. And I will, I will never, I've ever stopped going for it because there's so much more that I want to see. There's so much more stepping out that I need to do as well. As a son living by faith. But I would also never, ever stop imploring you and empowering you to go and preach that the kingdom of God has come close and put it into demonstration because that's who we are. Everybody put your hands out in front of you. Oh, man. Just say, Jesus, man, we just, we receive the original call in our life right now. Just say it right now. Jesus, we receive the original call in our life right now. To go and to preach the good news to all creation. Jesus, we are excited to walk by faith and not by sight. We are excited to step out because we know when we step out, you step out with us. We know, God, that you have come close, that you are easily accessible. We just receive that right now. Oh, man, we just received that your spirit and your power. You not only gave up Jesus, you gave up your spirit and power so that our lives could be changed. I pray for every person right now, God, you would meet them and encounter them right where they are. Encounter them with your love and encounter them with their power right now. If there needs to be healing, if there needs to be something in their life that they need to be set free from, if there's an addiction, if there's depression, whatever is going on, God, I thank you that you meet us right where you are, that you are easily accessible. Have your way. And God, we thank you that we're going to partner with you. We're not just going to sit. We're going to go this week and partner with you to be a blessing, to release your kingdom in this world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you. We give you all the honor and glory and praise, God. We celebrate you for who you are, for what you've done. And we anticipate all the testimonies of what you're going to do through us in this house, in our city, and all over the nation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen. Are you happy this morning? Are you ready this morning? Do you want to cry this morning? How do you know this celebration? You don't have to have a bunch of loud music. It comes from within. Woo! Listen, I don't know what you need this morning, but I'll stand up here as long as I need to. I will miss. Lunch. What if Jesus became more important than lunch? To pray with you, to love on you, to be with you. If you have kids, go grab them and come back. 
stay as long as you need. If you need salvation, come up here and get saved. If you need healing, come up here and get healed. Or just check out your body like Melanie said. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. I love you. Jesus loves you. Go preach the kingdom has come close.